Welcome to The Winder, the weekly podcast with me, Sean Philip Naylor, and her microphone. Pour yourself a well deserved beverageino and join us as we spill the tea and recap the latest episode of Canada's Drag Race Canada versus the World. Remember to click on that subscribe button and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at thewindup underscore pod for all the latest news and bonus content from the show. Races, start your engine. Welcome to The Wind Up, the weekly recap show where myself, Sean Philip Naylor, and the gorgeous Miss Maya Crofone, straight from Palm Springs this week, is... (laughs) From a Palm Springs disco, we recap the latest episode of Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the world. You can follow us on Instagram for all of the latest that we are we're posting and what we're up to. That is at the windup underscore pod. And don't forget, you can catch our very funny outtake videos there. Follow along with this creature at microphone and follow me at Sean Phillip Official if you dare, after last week's episode. Maya, hi. Uh, no. She's starting early this week. Um, hi, yeah, I'm hi. well. I'm well. Good. I mean, I mean, I didn't ask you how you were, but how are you? No, you didn't. You, you said, <laughs> Maya, how are you? What did you say? Hi, Maya, hi. I thought you said hi. How are you? I could have done. I could have done. I don't know. Anyway, how are you? Bonjour. Well, hi. I hear. Bonjour. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm fabulous. I. I mean, what hectic start to the Christmas period at work. So mm. yeah. good. I just just had a fabulous night doing bingo at Chameleon this past Saturday. Just gone. Um, it's funny because we now have to talk like the queens on Drag Race. We have to pretend like this is a week later. <laughs> You know, like when they really filmed it yesterday and they're like, last week. It's like, yesterday, but last week. Um, Well, for us, it was three days ago, but still. Um, Four days ago. Four days ago? Three, two. Wait, it's Sunday. It was yesterday. No, yesterday I was at Bingo, but we filmed the last episode four days ago. This is hard. I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Last week. Um, Yeah, no. Do we need to say last time? Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time. Um, yeah, things are good. Crazy hectic start to the Christmas period at work. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to a little tiny break when that happens. Fuck knows. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And just in the process of trying to find a new place to live. I'm That's doing really well. Do. Thanks for asking. I was getting there, you whore. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing this week after last week? Look, I think I'm still hungover from that episode. Um, I may have been a little bit too drunk last week. So I'm playing it safe this week and I'm enjoying Nay. my <coughs> glass of bubbles. It's a, just a cheap bubbles because um, I really feel like this is the narrative of my life now. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, but I've decided to enjoy my wine with an edible today. So let's see what happens. So this episode could go downhill really quickly. Certainly could. So uh, before we get on with it, which we clearly need to do, because who knows where we're going to go. But what are you drinking? I am drinking a lovely rosé from Victoria, cold snap, 
it's a cool climate. Victoria, it's, isn't that where those people have just moved up from and increased our price? It's floral, it's fruity. It's not exactly my taste. I like mine a little bit drier. Um, kind of like your vagina. Um, season six, Lagandra Stranger comedy episode reference that I love season six, when you, you make a reference and you see my face and you instantly go, okay, now I have to say where this has come from. Like yeah, Sean because I, I instantly go, you don't know what I'm referencing. That's fine. Um, but I made that reference particularly because this week we're talking about a comedy episode. Yes, it is a comedy Queens. We get a stand-up challenge and a whole heap of drama. Um, yes. So obviously, unfortunately, last week we did say goodbye to our down under queen, Anita Wiglet. She's wiggled it on out of there. She's not there anymore. I think she Which, left at a good time for her. I was going to say, I don't know how she would have done with this challenge. Oh, um, if she wasn't out last week, she would have been out this week. Sorry, Anita. Love you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she would have excelled too well. I mean, both Stephanie and Kendall wouldn't have done well at this challenge. Um, so yeah, I think this, this challenge came at the right time. And considering the another queen that didn't do this challenge as well, I think was. I see no more. Yeah. Isis no more. <laughs> like Isis Couture, but no more. Uh, okay, I get it. I, get you know, it. I love a good uh, rhyming moment. Yeah. You can call me you could have said it. You could have said Isis Couture. That would have been better. Hold on, give me <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So we've got a we've got a good episode to recap. Anita, see ya. Um, start off the episode after the recap and all of the business. Um, we start off with Brad coming to visit the queens in the workroom, and in he doesn't seem outfit. to know where he's oh. going or what he's doing. He doesn't know how to dress for this occasion. Who the fuck wears shorts with a blazer? And like the color, the color blocking, I'm not mad at. Like, I love a good color block moment, but like fucking chino shorts with a oversized blazer and then a business shirt and then running. And like, he was just and prepared for anything. He's supposed to be a stylist. Like, Those where was the style? Teach? Mm, questionable. Hmm. Um, so yeah, he looked rough as guts. Sorry, Brad, I usually like you. Um, and he pops into the workroom to give our queens their mini challenge for this week, which being a comedy week, the queens had to record videos for Brad's new app, Queenie Vids. Oh, that's um, right. It's like a, a parody of Cameo. Yeah. And they had to do 20-minute influencer drag, so they had to put the drag on in 20 minutes and get in that room. And some of the queens looked okay, some of the queens <laughs> didn't do a 20-minute look. I would be fine. Oh, flawless, honey. How long did it take you to put this face on? 20 minutes. There you go. She's got her 20-minute drag. Um, sure. You look great. I love those earrings too, by the way. Thank you. They're made by my gorgeous friend Lizette. Um, from Shout her- out to Lizette her little company down in uh, Melbourne called Evergreen Collective. 
So she makes gorgeous resin earrings. She sent these for me for my birthday a couple of years ago. Um, they're one of my favorites. Super cute. Maybe we'll put a link in to her website in case any viewers want to snag themselves a pair. Mm, do it. They're gorgeous. Yeah, lovely. Um, so during the influencer uh, video cameo mess that was what it was, um, our winner for the mini challenge was Raja O'Hara. But I do feel like for me this week was very much a Victoria Scone week. Like, Well, I think she did okay in that mini challenge. Um, I did think the scenarios they were given were very odd. Um, like they were just obscure, random, random ones. I did love when Victoria was going, we know about the panties. I was like, can't. Um, she's like, don't yeah, ever look at me again. Or whatever it was she said. So funny. Love her. <laughs> um, like it was an interesting mini challenge. Um, I think actually that's the one thing that my housemate and I both noted with both this mini challenge and with the actual maxi challenge. This group of queens are not comedy queens. They're not funny. Like they can turn a look, they've got personalities, but they're not funny. Like I found myself laughing very little in anything in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was quite an interesting, quite an interesting choice of a challenge for a group of queens that, and not funny. But we did get our winner, which as mentioned was Raja O'Hara and part of her prize um, for winning was that she gets to have her say in the maxi challenge. So Brad, when announcing Raja wins, he also just announces the fact that the maxi challenge this week is a comedy challenge. It's a stand up challenge and the girls are performing and they have to write their original stand up. Um, piece for their comedy night for the world and Raja being the winner gets to decide in which order the queens will perform obviously everybody wants to go first because everybody's bricking it that they're going to have to do it I, I'm i still shocked that so Victoria was the only one that asked to go mm. last and she still chose not to put it last like if I, if I was her and I wanted to be fair like she said she wanted to be I'd be like if if I was her and she's like, I want to go first, 100% you take first. If someone goes, I volunteer to go last, sweet, you can have last place. Done. Yeah, especially um, when you're literally the only one in the room who said, look, I'll hmm. go last. And I think she should have gone last. <gasps> yeah. Like, they should have ended the night with her because who they ended the night with, why for fuck knows. But, hmm. so hmm. we start with the final decision is you've got Raja kicking things off, followed by Vanity Milan. Yep. Following her is... Rita. Rita and then Miss Isis. Mm-hmm. Then... Vicky's gone. Victoria and then ending with Silky. Silky. Um, so the queens also get told that they get to meet Brad's husband, who is Emmy award-winning comedy writer written for shows like Will and Grace. So I only just found that out. Yeah. Um, So that's really awesome. And it was cute to see the two husbands together and interacting and, you know, being there with the queens. And when the queens did their whole little um, run through with both Brad and forgot the name of the husband already. Oh, Um, Gary. (laughs) 
Gary. I did write his last name down. Hold on. Busey? No, it's not Gary Busey. <laughs> no. It's definitely not Gary Busey. Uh, Gary. Ginetti? Gary Ginetti, yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so when they had their little run through with Brad and Gary, um, they gave the queens a lot of feedback and some of them took it on board, others mm-hmm. kind of did. Um, I, let's not go with kind of did, let's say others thought they did. <laughs> But I don't like, I get why Brad was there because obviously it's his husband. But at the same time, Brad's, I think Brad's opinion in this matter was irrelevant. Anywho, yeah, so Brad yeah. and Greg. Yeah, Gary, that's right. Not Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I didn't think Brad needed to put his input in here. Um, but all the queens leave feeling very, very confident. Or so we thought. Mm-hmm. Cut to the workroom where they're all putting their faces on and Yeah. Yeah, well, this is where drama happens. And um, I'm just, you know how, like, I keep complaining to you about this room and it just gets really hot in here. I've come up with a solution. And I feel like now's the perfect time to bring it out because we're talking about some stressful stuff. So. In the workroom. <laughs> honey, honey. You're gonna outfan honey. me. If you're going to do it, do it properly. <laughs> okay, we've gone way off topic. Quick, come back. So Queens will leave confident, but turns out somebody may not be so confident right now. And um, cut to the workroom, day two, so elimination day, and Isis is having a bit of a breakdown. A, con- a bit of a conniption. Um, There's a glitch I mean, in her matrix. It's, it's good that she decided to leave to focus on her mental health because, as she did say, she kind of jumped straight back into Canada versus the world directly after her season with but almost no break. she got to that, that point, the cynical side of me was like, you know, before she'd said why she really, really wanted to leave and she was just going, I'm leaving. I was sitting there going, bitch is shitting herself about doing this and she knows she's going to be shit. So she's just like, I'm out. See? Well, See, I, don't think she would have, I, don't, I don't think she would have been too bad because she didn't do too bad at the roast challenge on her season. I mean, she won Snatch Game, so. True. But I do think... So there's a lot of, as there is any time this sort of thing happens where a queen chooses to leave, there's a lot of speculation from the fan base and that she, not only did she choose to leave, you know, to focus on her mental health, but based on who was the top two last week with a design challenge and she's come to realise that the runways are meaning absolutely nothing when it comes to who is in the top placements that she's wasted all of this time and effort and money in creating this. This count as tea with Maya? Maybe. Because it's all speculative. Allegedly. Yeah, I learned from you. Allegedly. Um, Again, it's just speculation from the toxic fan base that apparently um, she may have thrown it in because the runways mean nothing and she didn't want to be constantly losing out on top placement because there are people with shit runways beating her um 
in challenges, which is fair. I mean, it did seem to kind of come out of left field. Like she seemed like she was all over it up until this episode. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we started the episode with both her and Raja saying that they both felt that they should have been in the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. One of them, uh, no, I did. I didn't like Raja's looks very much, but I definitely think Isis hundred percent was worthy of a top position last week. Um, yeah, it's just, it was very interesting, but you and I did discuss this earlier. Yes. Today, today. Can't remember. Nice. Late um, last night. Some some former time between last podcast and when we recorded this one. Um that it was a very smart decision on her part because it keeps her legacy intact. Mm-hmm. Because by choosing to leave, she's not eliminated by another queen, meaning that her win is not discredited. So it is a smart tactic. I'm again not discrediting her mental health. She could genuinely be have been suffering. Um and kudos to her for being, you know, brave enough to go, I'm struggling, I need to go and focus on myself. But it does come across as slightly strategic and slightly smart on her part. I mean, let's face it, if she's going out to go look after herself and her mental health, then she's smart. If she's also going out to be strategic, then she's smart. So what we do know about Miss Isis, she is smarter. Also, we're like halfway through the episode. We haven't cheers yet. Oh, (laughs) cheers to this episode. We're getting bad at that. Mm -hmm. It's our whole, it's our whole, it's our whole tagline and cheers to this episode. Yeah. Gone. Throwing it out the window. Um, so what I did like as well about Isis leaving was how supportive all of the other queens were of her decision. It was very, was nice. There was not really any bad words that were said or any like, you know, are you, you okay? Sorry, I'm just admiring my own tits. Um, no, yes, uh, you're right. Like all the queens were very supportive. Um, Victoria was genuinely upset that Isis was throwing it in. Um, but I mean, I guess I can understand from a Victoria standpoint because she is the only queen there to have not been eliminated, but technically be disqualified. Victoria, not really because dis- of her injury. Yeah, so not really disqualified, but just sort of like told that she can't continue. So she, everyone else has been eliminated at some point, or ISIS won. Um, so for her, I can understand why it would be a bit of a thing for her being like, she's throwing it all away. Like, I don't understand why she's doing it when for someone like Victoria, it was ripped away from her Mm. and this is her chance to do it again. So she wouldn't understand why someone would willingly want to give it up. So runway. Okay. So it's elimination day. Everybody's practiced their shit. They're all got shit going on. Isis is fucked right off and everybody's sad. And then they're all okay again. Cause they realized that, you know, look queen, isn't going to steal their crowns. Um, and then we hit the runway and Brooklyn's look go. Oh, this gorgeous red number. Like I, okay. Not going to lie. It has not been my favorite look of hers. Um, she still looks stunning. She still looks gorgeous. And that hair is phenomenal. Um, not my favorite look of hers. Pedestrian. Only- only because I can see Rue wearing this. 
like any other any other brooklyn look is very much like it's brooklyn this is the one that i could easily see rupaul wearing yeah and that's not that's not necessarily a read i'm just saying is in because we both we all know that rue doesn't put as much effort in these days because she doesn't have to so this look felt very much like a sort of like a uh, all right, cool. I'll just take it easy this week. Yeah, it's week four. I'm just going to like dial it down a little bit so I can build it right back up for the end for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So then we get into the comedy challenge and they've mm. actually got a live audience, which is fabulous. Um, so people actually laugh at their jokes if they make them, um, which a lot don't. Uh, now, who first can- out is Raja. I was going to say, who kicks us off again? Yeah, yeah, Raja. So Raja seems to have taken her job as first queen out very seriously in the sense that she spent most of her set time kind of just introducing everyone like she was a support act. Or like an MC. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I Like she didn't tell many jokes. Like I said, I didn't find her very funny. Um she looked amazing from memory. She looked cute. She's wearing obviously purple because that's her thing. She's got like this cute little bob, which is like pushed back. She's got big glasses on. She's like the little right. purple yep. bodice. I'd show yep. you by holding up my phone, but I don't want to be ridiculed again. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, like she didn't really make too many jokes. She wasn't no. that funny. It was probably a smart move on her part to put herself first. So oh, the judges 100%. kind of forget what she did. No, but a hundred percent because essentially, if she bombed, she would have to bomb hard for them to remember exactly what she did. Um, and she bombed, yes, but she definitely wasn't the worst. Next up was Vanity Milan. I had high hopes for her after her critiquing in the run-up with um i didn't brad and gary like they seem to have good feedback for her i didn't that's because i've also watched the uk seasons um she bombed her her comedy challenge on her season um like badly they essentially eliminated her from the top so because vanity was the top four like she came in fourth and that challenge determined who went into the top three and she'd lost and so, got eliminated. I think with Vanity, it all comes down to believing in herself and nerves because her content get, was good. Like she was, she had some good content, but then the when sex worker joke was hilarious. Yeah. But when she's in her full get up and she's there on stage in front of the audience, you can tell nerves are getting the better of it. I mentioned, I made this comment to my housemate when we were watching it, when she walked out, the hair and the way that she looked, I was like, she she looks like Martin Lawrence's character of Shanene. If you remember. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know Shanene. Am I wrong? Not at all. But unfortunately she wasn't as funny as Shanene. True. She um yeah, no, she bombed too. Um and I could think obviously like doing stand up is terrifying for anyone at the best time. I've never done it, but um, I do have some good friends who actually do stand up and it is a tough gig. Um, like nerves would totally 
get the better of you. What are you laughing at? You can't put this in. Okay. You can't put this in. What are you going to do? At all. Not even in outtakes. All right. Um, okay. So after Shanene, we've got... After Vanity, we've got Rita Vega. You had to say that as I was trying to swallow. Insert <laughs> joke here. Um, um, yes, yeah, so we have Rita Bagger. I liked her concept. Execution? Her coming out and, yeah, her coming out and speaking extremely fast French, being incoherent for most people that can't speak French, like 90% of us. Um, like the only French words what? I know are Bully. The only French words I know are Bully Boucouche avec moi. Um, um, first of all, side note, Kylie Minogue's song from the 90s or 80s. Um, something like that. <laughs> so you're having a stroke? No, I'm trying to say the name of the song. I know the song pas pas she's... Probably. Yeah, so uh, the concept is good. Coming out speaking incoherent, fast French. Um, although the whole... Eh? Ah, English was very, very put on. Mm. Not like I, the way I would have done it. Yes, please. Come out, speak incoherent, really, really fast French, and then just be looking at them. Everyone just be like, because you've just told a joke and everyone's just looking at you blank and you're like, I don't know what the French is, but don't speak French. But I, all I have in my head is the Spanish. It's no habla espanol. (laughs) Well, what what is more elevated about that? What you've just like identified there really quickly and which not so much Brad, but Gary should have picked up on was that for her to come out and speak the fast French and then to look to somebody and go, oh, oh, it's English. Is so much less funny than coming out, speaking French and waiting like, and they're going to laugh now. No one's laughing. Oh, and then just go English. Um, again, that's Mexican. That's not French. Um, but essentially just whatever it is for like no French and then having the crowd just look at your blank and go English. Okay, hold and on. And just be like, yay. You go, ah, okay. English. Right. Now I proceed with jokes in English. Um, and I, it, it is a poor stereotype with the fact that we as English speaking people, like first, first language English speaking people find it funny when someone speaks in broken English, but I would have, as reader, I would have done my entire set in poorly broken English because then it makes it funnier. Yeah. Cause then all there's, <laughs> then all those white bitches in the audience would be like, this is funny shit. Exactly. Like it would have been funnier doing it that way. Like That's I love that you and- just burp now. We just laugh and move past it. <laughs> So actually a funny, funny thing is my housemate and I, we've discovered that I'm gassy from the top. He's gassy from the bottom. Um, Let's not have Brock on the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. So yeah, Rita should have done that. Rita had some jokes. Um, I do think she was worthy of a safe placement this week. Um, yeah. yeah. Like she wasn't, she wasn't bad enough to be the bottom. She definitely wasn't good enough to be the top. Mm-hmm. She um, was not very she, memorable at all. No, like 
she was memorable, but not for the right reasons, but definitely not for the worst reasons. So up next is my favourite Victoria Scone with her weird little apple outfit. Are they apples or are they capsicums? No, they're tomatoes. Oh, they're tomatoes. I was wrong on both accounts. Anywho, so she shows up I'm, looking fab. I like her outfit a lot. I'm assuming the tomatoes are because, you know, like the whole when someone's on stage, you throw tomatoes at them when they're bad. Yep. Yeah. I didn't get that at first. I was like, okay. Weird I just saw it and went, oh, that's... Again. <laughs> well, I mean, again. leading into her jokes. Well, no, I was just more making For a reference the rest to of her. the night. I was more making reference to her first runway when she came out with the pro- with the polyps, um, the herpes dress. She's been she's um, been a herpes dress, she's been a rosebud, now she's got um prolapse assholes on her shoulders. I do love that yeah she made it's like her jokes I think were the funniest of the night. Like 100%. the whole she they silky, should have finished on her and they should have she should have won. The whole silky with one finger, imagine what I could do with two. So good. And then Brooklyn's like three. Oh. And yes. just FYI, when they're leaving, did you catch the bit right at the very end when everybody's leaving the runway, when the music plays and everybody leaves? And she's like doing... She comes, she comes back and she's like, it's four. Um, Love her but so he, much. The rest, of, the rest of her set was hilarious as well. And mm-hmm. she was like, thank you for coming to my cervix seminar. Yes, um, she was so good. Because, again, I think, I think for us because we appreciate the British humour, it worked. I understand why they wouldn't have found it as funny unless they're a fan of British humour. Well, there because... were certain elements were very Canadian. So particularly with Vanity's set, when she was talking at the beginning and she was said like the, I can't remember what it is, but she referenced somebody who was obviously Canadian who I don't know. And I was Jimbo. like, Jimbo. And I was like, oh, well, that must be funny if you're Canadian. Yep. Well, or you watch Drag Race. Um, I'm new, okay? I'm learning. I've watched, I've been in and out. Remember, I used to only watch it for the celebrity guest appearances. Now I watch it because I'm toxic. Appearances? Appearances. <laughs> Anyways, so Victoria, funny if you like British humour. Um, definitely worthy of the top placement, 100%. Um, I still think she should have, I still think they should have ended the night on her because hers is by far the funniest. Yeah, 100%. And so they didn't. And we had one more, and that was Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganesh. I I didn't find it funny. Like, and the fact that the story was was a complete made up fallacy. Oh yeah, it was. Didn't it never happen? The funniest part about Silky's performance was when she pulled out that spice because you know Brooklyn can't season a chicken. Did she throw it or did she toss it? And it just like burst open. It was like a, you know, spice bomb going off in the audience. Like the whole story about Brooklyn offering her sparkling water and not knowing how to season her food. Yeah. I still didn't, I still didn't think Silky's set was very funny. I also was not a fan of her outfit. Oh my God. Her outfit was terrible. And I'm sorry, but it was you know how I say to you, you know, me and my good friend, Michelle Versace, we don't like to be taken out of the illusion, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying Silky took me out of the illusion with her outfit, but what she did present 
was a strange cutout on the side, which for me felt like it really showed off um, her corseting that was holding, you know, giving her her womanly Mm -hmm. shape. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, I kept, that was what I focused on. Every time they did a wide angle shot, I was like, oh, that's like, if it was just a bodysuit, so much better. Runways and runways and costuming have always been a massive letdown for Silky. Um, like she's not ever been the greatest on the runway, except for the very first episode in that gorgeous brocade gown oh, for the yeah. Queen of the World. Yeah, but Silky's not mm, Silky's not known for glamorous, high fashion or amazing runways. Uh, again, I still don't think she should have been the top for last week. Um, so I'm not surprised that you feel that way about this outfit. Um, I would have loved, so I'm having a feeling, I would have loved to have seen Silky's com- comedy stand-up performance in the outfit she wore to do her lip sync. So it was a dress and it had like I love a, I love that you saw me do the eye thing going, what was she wearing? I was like, I'll give her a minute. And then you were taking too long. I was like, okay, she's going to need a prompt. <laughs> but it was like very disco-esque. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Almost fringe, uh, but not yeah. fringed. Very, very short fringe. Everywhere. Oh, it was rainbow. No, 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 no. It wasn't rainbow. It was that horrible pink thing. She wore something else and then revealed the like the nude bodysuit with the pink. Oh no, it. yeah. So I'm not talking about the nude bodysuit. I'm talking about the part she wore before that, before she did I the think, reveal. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have liked for yeah, her what she, stand up. Because what, what she revealed into was hideous. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, oh yeah, no, that was no. Um. So what's our what's our runway theme this week? So we after the stand up challenge, we are quickly sent into our runway <clears throat> category is the plaid girls club. I love several of these. I hated several others. I'm so excited to have this conversation. So first queen out the runway <clears throat> was Raja O'Hara doing. I don't know what the fuck she was doing. So I get I get it, but I didn't love it. So the face keeny, um all plaids with the yellow bits and pieces here and there. I get it, it wasn't my favourite. I definitely was like very obscure for her. Um yeah, look, definitely between her performance in the challenge and this runway, I hundred percent understand why she was in the bottom. Yeah. Um, her runway for me was the weakest of all the runways. And then I didn't, I mean, she's got those really long, lovely spidery limbs. And so like her runway walk was comedic because she was doing like the long like legs mm. as she was like walking from side that to side. That can only get you so far. It wasn't, I guess the thing that I noticed with her runway is that the runway she did, the cameras and everything, all the footage we saw of her runway was over really quickly. Yes. Which to yep. me screamed, She, the editors were like, there's not really much we can work here. Like she's doing yeah. the same thing. Um, after Raja was Vanity Milan. In you mean her... Dion? Yes. Dion from Clueless. Dion, she was totally okay. bugging. I had to haul ass so, to the kitchen and rearrange a few things. When she when she walked out, I was like, "Yes, Dion, clueless, love it." Um, 
I'm actually surprised that no one went for shirt. Yeah. Um, because that's honestly what I probably would have done is I 100% would have done Cher's yellow outfit. Um, Ugh, as if. But you're just mad because you're a virgin who can't drive. Um, Rolling with the homies. Anyway, so this I love isn't this a liar. I could go for days. <laughs> Excuse me, my doctor says I can't do any of the social activities where balls fly at my face. Well, there goes to social life. Um, Hello, it was his 50th birthday. Maybe maybe that's what we should do in between Drag Race seasons is just do the wind-up where we just review movies. Um, 90s nostalgia, we'll get millions of hits. I think that's what we need to do. Um, Not, like, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Clueless, bring it on. Um, oh, bring it ugly. on! Just be me sitting here, what doing this? Or you recite the whole movie? I mean, I know it word for word, but still, everyone knows you do. It's on the internet that you do. <laughs> oh yeah, because I did it for one episode, didn't I? Yeah, and it all made it into the outtakes. <laughs> Got that. <clears throat> so, anyway, um. So Dion comes love, to the stage. What I no, but what I love is they didn't make any reference to this being a clueless outfit. They made they made references to quotes like totally bug and etc. But they never mentioned oh. one the fact that it was Dion. They never mentioned once that it was from Clueless. They mentioned once the fact that it was from Daisy Dash. That's because is, Warner Brothers or whoever owns Clueless owns the rights, and if they said it, they would have had no. To pay but for I it. also. I also think it's because Stacey Dash has come out as being a massive, like, hard right conservative. Ooh, yeah, she's trouble. Like, Although, Lisa Silverstone, who is not, but is still friends with Stacey Dash, just recently posted some TikTok fun with Stacey Dash when the two of them were hanging out. So. Yeah, because they wouldn't talk politics. Do you talk mm-hmm. politics with your friends? I mean, they try. I don't talk politics with my friends, so I might be... Why has my voice gone all weird? I don't know. <laughs> Why is there, there's, um, a, there's so, a weird hand on your chest again. <laughs> so I've probably got some friends that are, you know, have very, very, very differing political views to why I do, but we don't talk politics because it will ruin a friendship. So I can understand why Alicia Silverstone and Stacey Dash would probably not talk politics, despite the fact that they're both in the public eye and they would both know exactly what each other's thoughts and feelings are in the matter. Who's our next one down the runway? Um, Rita Baker giving us her almost Emily in Paris vibe. In <gasps> fact, one of the, who was it? Was it, one of the judges said, it's like Jennifer Coolidge is a character in Emily in Paris. And I was like, Which, yes, that's what you're giving what me. I, no, but what I love is that Rita even said she's like, it's like Emily in Paris. She walked out and I'm like, okay, I get this. I very much what I would wear, 100%. I love it. Um, when they said the whole Jennifer Coolidge, and she's like, I was actually trying to go for a younger character. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 you're trying to go on younger and they've just made you older. Yeah, but um, stop it, Rita Baker, because Jennifer Coolidge is having a Jennifer renaissance. It's amazing. Well, I'm I mean, there's a local Brisbane queen, just side note um henny spaghetti who recently did a performance of the white lotus theme song as jennifer coolidge and it's gone viral and really i they, need to see this 
pedestrian TV even did a full on like article and interviewed her and spoke about it. Yeah. Like massive. That is um, called knowing what is hot and using it to your advantage. White mm-hmm. Lotus is everywhere at the minute and it's so good. We're watching, I can't wait to see the uh, final episode tomorrow I night. Really? I really have to start watching it. I haven't oh watched my God, it yet. So good. And season two has Aubrey Plaza in it and she is just incredible. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Jennifer no. Coolidge as yes, Rita Baker, Jennifer Emily Coolidge, in Paris, Emily in Paris. Um, yeah, the outfit, the outfit I loved. I loved the, I loved the massive hat. I didn't love the hair. I thought the hair was an odd choice. Yeah, and she um, even made reference to it in her. Um, she said she had, well, she said she's got long, long hair, and then when she turned around, I was like, yeah, you could just hair? see a little bit of it t- sticking out the bottom. Like, I saw it move, like, and I was like, oh, there it is. Like if I if she was saying she's got long long hair, I was expecting hair down touching like her knees and like like luscious. Not she might have a thin pony that's got a bit hanging out. The no, pony. like I would have been perfectly fine with it being dead straight, like very sure esque. You know, seventies sure, dead straight, sixties sure, dead straight. But like touching the knees. So when she turned around, you just saw this big cascading thing of mm-hmm. hair that was swishing as she walked. That would have been camp. So Rita Baker has left the stage and Miss Victoria Scone has come out wearing what is my favorite outfit of the night. I love this. I so love this. So cool. The oversized blazer-esque, like, like the whole concept of, you know, child wearing daddy's jacket. And did you like this, how over, like, oversized the buttons were on, like, it's so Everything. Great, Just perfect. everything. And then- so, yeah, Victoria Scone looks amazing in her Welsh tartan. The outfit is stunning. The whole concept is stunning. Like, this is a very, very, very strong week for Victoria Scone. Mm. Do you say, mm-hmm. actually, just side note, do you say Scone <gasps> or Scone? Do you know what? Here's the honest truth. It depends who I'm talking to. I'm just thinking, like, if scone. I'm talking scone. to people, if I'm, if I'm talking to my English people, it's scone. Okay. If I'm scone. talking to my Aussie people, it's scone. scone. Now, another controversial one. How do you have it? The only way to have it. In the anus. <laughs> no, seriously. How do you have it? Cream, uh, sorry, jam first, cream second. Absolutely. Those who put cream on first are fucking stupid or psychopaths. They're um, complete psychopaths because the jam is sticky. So the jam has to go on first. Absolutely. You put the jam on first and then you slap the cream on top. Do you eat them individually or as one? Like a sandwich? No, you eat it individually. No, no, I eat it individually. I was just c- oh, confirming yeah. when you said yeah. as one, like you meant as a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just discussed Victoria Scone, her runway. So now we're up to. Ugh. So what I've noticed is that we can we we really solid at getting through the queens until the second last one, and then we lose it. So up next. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't help that the last one was so bad. Silky nutmeg <sighs> car crash. It was it was bad, and I agree with Brooklyn's critique as like this is a meet and greet outfit. Like where was the plaid? I was just thinking, what was she wearing? And then you said meet and greet, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. The plaid, the plaid was like forty percent of the look. The rest of it was leather. Like the plaid was just non-existent, almost. It was just, it was not 
well constructed. It was. It made no sense. It had no relevance to the rest of the. Uh, so she's trying to be biker chic, essentially. But I don't know any biker chicks that wear a plaid wrap dress under their. Or an Ariana pony. Which is never going to fit in that helmet. If if runways actually counted for something, Silky would not have been in the top. Yeah. And I think this week's episode is really, that really proves that point. Because Mm -hmm. the who was in our top for runway this week, what I would consider our top runway look, Victoria, and our worst runway look, Silky. So... If you were going based on the challenge and runway combined as like a joint to make the top, then Victoria 100% secured her place in the top. Yeah. She and was the top of the tops. It would have been either Vanity or Rita. I reckon because Rita was safe meant that she sailed through it quite easily. She was, wouldn't have been, been the bottom of anything, so it would have been Rita. Yeah. Um, Vanity really unfortunately let herself down during the um stand-up her challenge shenane, her her shenane, her shenane look didn't help her with yeah her no no look really played into that um so but her so essentially, dash so, look was great so essentially what we're saying is the top two this week should have been victoria and rita yeah so question is why did silky get the top because her runway was shit sorry silky and her Stand up wasn't that funny. I think storyline wise, it makes sense. Um, like she told she told jokes about Brooklyn, which they all found hilarious for some reason. Um, and again, you've got a rehash of last week's lip sync, so you've got Victoria and Silky again. Which that part I didn't mind. Like I was kind of like when they were like these are the you top two. I was like okay. Looking forward See, to seeing so, how this lip sync is going to play out after I think the last me, one. I think for me as well, I was kind of disappointed because, so when we watched this on last night, Saturday night, when we watched this on Saturday night, so my housemate paused the episode to talk to me about something to do with the episode. And then when he went to hit play again, for some reason, he fucked something up and it jumped to the very end where I instantly saw who was <gasps> before the lip sync. For fuck's sake, like, Brock. I was like, Oh, great. Okay, so there are top two again. Awesome. So I already knew who the top two were before even watching the challenge, before even watching the mini challenge. I knew who the top two were, and I was like... Oh, rubbish. Oh, okay. So I spent most of the episode going, okay, how are they getting to this? Which I think put it even more dampen... Dampener? 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 Dampened. Dampened the effect for me even more. Um... But I, I, I just don't think I don't think Silky deserved top placement this week. Um, I'm what actually just what was the song that they lip synced to? Oh, I, okay. So here's what I do know, right? So as much as I didn't want, I don't think Silky deserved that top spot. Victoria, hundred um, percent. The lip sync, I loved it. I didn't love silky in it in fact i can't really remember silky in it but it was the victorious gone show and i was here for it they lip synced to a song called your daddies don't know by toronto mm. great yeah, 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 song yeah, 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 yeah. for a lip sync much yeah, yeah, fun yeah. to be oh. had 
Oh, Victoria owned this 100%. Oh, it was hers. It was hers. One, two, three, four, fist. It was hers. Um, Yeah. And Silky's Silky's reveal made no sense and was just horrible. So when Um, we were watching it and she did that, like when it started, I was like, okay. First bit, I was like, this could go either way. I was like, I like what Victoria's doing. And then I said to Benny, I was like, okay, no, this is the Victoria show. And then Silky, I can't remember, she did something and I went, oh, okay. And then she did the reveal and I went to Benny, she's got nothing. If all she's got is a reveal, here you've got Victoria Scone, who's lip syncing for her life in the same outfit, essentially, that she did the mm-hmm. runway with. She didn't need to change because she knew what she was going to do was strong and she could do mm-hmm. it well in that outfit. And Silky's got two outfits like honey i don't care that you you want to reveal something like nobody nobody cares what you want to reveal this is not about you i it's think about victoria and we're here for victoria you need to go I away think the, i think the reveal is overdone um it's become a trademark of a lip sync in a drag race format um i definitely think this was 100 percent victoria's lip sync um is this silky's second reveal though so she did that first reveal to the Baroque kind of dress in the first runway. Yeah, you you really need to catch up on Drag Race because she does it a lot. No, sorry, I just meant for this iteration. This iteration, then, yes. So, but Silky's uh, known as being so. a bit of a reveal. Queen. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is 100% Victoria's lip sync to win, um, and she did win rightfully so. Did love um, their cute little kiss at the end, though. That was fun. You loved it. I went, why? Oh, there was absolutely um, no reason for it. But I think that's why I loved it, because mm. it just made absolutely no sense. Um, we then get... Sorry, I was Another drinking. drink. <laughs> um, Victoria wins lip sync as obviously understandable. And I noticed straight away, so as soon as Brooklyn called the bottom two up and both Raja and Vanity walked over to the wrong side of the stage, I was like... I did not pick up on this. I was like, there's something happening here. And that's when Brock, my housemate, was just like, no one's going home. I was like, you think? And he's like, no one's going home. I'm like, I'm wondering why they're on the wrong side of the stage. Because they went to that side instead of that side. Wait. Yeah. Camera left, camera left, camera right. They went to that side instead of that side. Yeah, yeah. So they went to the opposite side of what they would normally go. And I'm like, okay. And then when Brooklyn went, you're relieved of this duty, no one's going home. I was like, okay, right. All right. I see. Like, but you could have just done that at the start before you announced the top two. You could have just been like, due to ISIS leaving this week, no one's going home. So just the top two are just going to be lip syncing. But it's going to create drama next week because both, yes. queens still had to, both queens still had to pick a lipstick, lipstick, and they're both going to have to reveal it next week. And I wholeheartedly think, obviously, Victoria won the lip sync there, so they're going to be more intrigued to who she was sending home well, than who Silky was sending home. No, 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 because if you think about it, you had a British and an American in the top and you had a British and American in the bottom. So it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not they played alliances, as in the Brit chose the American and the American chose the Brit, 
or whether or not they both chose the Brit or whether or not they both chose the American or whether the Brit chose the American and the American chose the Brit. We should probably put out our um, predictions. So personally, I think Victoria would have voted... Raja. Yeah, Raja to go and Vanity I'm, to stay. I'm, I'm choosing, I'm saying Victoria chose Raja to go and Vanity to stay and Silky chose Vanity to go and Raja to stay. Yeah. Now, if I had to break it down, I would say Silky would choose Raja to stay because of the American alliance. Plus as well, they've been on every season of Drag Race together. Yes. Season 11, also 6, and now this. And I think Victoria would have chose Vanity to stay because they've of... also been on no i think victoria is a little bit more phlegmatic than that there's a big word for you for tonight um i what think did you Vic... call me? <laughs> phlegmatic um it's a great word it means that you are really aware of everyone around you but i think victoria would have chosen vanity to stay because of the comment that she said when she was doing the the chats with the girls and she said, you know, do I pick Sil- um, Silky? Do I pick Raja? Do I pick Vanity? And she said, Vanity is representing British queens of colour who have a lack of representation. I think mm-hmm. she will pick Vanity, not because she's British, but to elevate British POC drag. 100%. 100%. No, I get that. Absolutely. So next week will be a very interesting start of the episode mm. when they both reveal their lipsticks to, because it will cause a little bit of drama with both queens being like, well, why did you choose me? Well, up until now, when they've done the, the reveal of going back into the, the, you know, the workroom for the untucked after whoever has left has left. So far up until now, everybody has picked the same queen to go home. So in the All-Stars format that that's become a prominent for, there have only been two instances where that has not happened. One was in All-Stars 3, where Bibi Sahara Renee, who won season one of Drag Race, the very first, she's the very first ever crowned queen of Drag Race, um, when Bendela Creme eliminated herself in season three and... BB Sahara went in respect of Dela. I'm not going to reveal who I chose. So no one ever, no, no one's ever found out. No one will ever know who BB chose to go home that episode. The only other time that's happened was back in season six, season six, yep, of All Stars, where Jan chose the opposite lipstick to what everyone else chose. And Everyone was like, oh, you've chosen her. And she's like, that's what I thought everyone else was choosing. So it was a little bit of a controversy there. But nine times out of ten, actually not that nine times out of ten, literally every other time, the queens are seem to be in agreement as to who. So do you think that there's a chance in this week's episode that the girls, particularly Victoria, might say, I'm not telling you who I chose? No. I think I think they'll they'll reveal it. Um, and if they don't, it'll be a massive cop out to not only the fan base, but to the other queens, um, to not reveal it because I feel like it should be revealed as to who they chose because that way then the queens get a good, it's more or less like a kick up the ass going, yeah. all right. If they like, for example, whoever Victoria chose, 
they'll look at it and go, I'm lucky enough that ICE has chose to go home. Otherwise, I would have been gone next week. So I need to make sure I step my game up because I can't let that happen again. That's true. So, my lovely Maya, what are your overall thoughts of this week's episode? Shit. Um... <laughs> She's a uh, no, woman of few words that we all know that's not Look, true. As I said at the start of the episode, this is not a comedic bunch of queens and a comedy challenge does not befit them. Like they, they had elements there that could have been funny and didn't, didn't hit the mark. Um, the funniest of the night was Victoria Scone, but only because I appreciate the English humor. The rest of them were just not funny. They had, Elements there that could have been funny. They had elements that should have worked and didn't. So I just feel like this episode was a bit of a dud all around. Plus as well, Ice Asleep. Well, we're episode four in, I think we have, what do we have, six or seven episodes in total? Mm. So this is very much. I didn't go to school for math. This is very much a filler episode for me. Um, I like that it was a Victoria heavy episode because I'm putting my money. I want Victoria to win. It's a filler episode and you just recently got some filler. We didn't get filler. I got Botox. They're different. Same thing. So that is all for this week's episode of The Wind Up. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at thewindup underscore pod for all the latest shenanigans that we're up to. And Tea with Maya, which is coming soon. I'm working on that, by the way, Princess. Haven't told you yet. Um, But that's where you can follow all of that shit. And also the one, two, three, four, fist. Come! Um, Outtakes, which just are hilarious for everyone who watches them. So enjoy. Don't forget that you can follow this lovely creature. Thank you for pointing at me. That's so sweet. This lovely creature, Miss Microphone at Microphone on Instagram. Keep up with everything she is up to. She's got a lot of gigs, a lot of fun shit happening. It's the holidays, so you know Miss Mariah Crophone is coming out to play for the holidays. She is our holiday queen. And you can find me at Sean Phillip Official, where I don't do much at all except post AI selfies of myself because it's December. And that's who I am. Merry Christmas. I haven't, I haven't bought that yet because I refuse to. Oh my God, just do it. It's so much fun. Do you not want to see what my microphone would look like if she was a half elf, half unicorn, half fairy? Come on. Oh, yeah, there she is. Anyway, that has been the wind up for this week, guys. Tune in next week when I'm sure we'll have more edibles, more wine, and more shenanigans. It's been swell, but the swelling's gone down. Maya. No longer turgid. It's no longer turgid. The glamour has left the model. Let's go, girl. Let's go have a wine. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.